0: Catholic Parenting Podcast, where I explore gentle, positive principles of parenting through the lens of our Catholic faith. I'm Kim Cameron-Smith, and this is episode 30. In today's show, I want to look at substitute attachments. What is it, and why should you care? Our kids may have toys that they like better than others. They might enjoy playing with their friends after school. You know, they can enjoy social media. They can like these things and be healthy, well-adjusted kids. But sometimes kids use these outlets to get their emotional needs met. And this is when it becomes a problem. So they're using these things to get their emotional needs met. So it's called substitute or transfer attachment, And it might happen in a couple of different ways. First is peer orientation. I've talked about this before on the show, and I have uh, discussed it in my book, Discipleship Parenting. Simply put, peer orientation happens when a child transfers um, his attachment from his parent or caregiver to a peer, right? So the child prefers the peer over the parent and relies on the peer to meet his needs for belonging, significance, emotional and psychological intimacy, all those six roots of attachment that I've talked about before. All right, so we don't just have, we have one need for attachment, but six ways we get our attachment needs met. The problem is this other child is not meant to meet our child's emotional needs. Not only is it not possible, but it's really, an inappropriate burden to place on this other child. And many kids today are peer-oriented, and it's all around us. Most parents would recognize an issue if a toddler or preschooler is peer-oriented, but they assume peer peer orientation is normal in teenagers. It is not healthy, okay? So it's normal in the sense that it's become the norm, it's become common, but it is not healthy. Peer orientation is probably the single best explanation for juvenile delinquency, bullying, teen pregnancy, teen drug use. It's a complex problem and it is not only an issue that impacts Troubled youth, it can affect kids in wonderful, loving homes because as a society, we actually court peer orientation. We court it. We invite it because we think it's what kids are supposed to do. We push our kids into um, premature peer attachments okay so we think it's kind of cute for little kids and we think it's necessary for teenagers all right so it is not natural or healthy even if it has become the norm and there are multiple explanations for why um, this has become such a widespread problem Um, and it's uh, probably beyond really the scope of the show but in my book, I talk a little bit about social changes that occurred um, in the early to mid 20th century that they were like, it was like a perfect storm that led to peer orientation in society. We are peer oriented and probably our parents were peer oriented. So that's why we think it's, it's healthy and normal. It is normal in the sense that it's a norm, but it is not healthy. And know that there is a difference between peer attachment And peer orientation. All right, so this is a very important distinction because, you know, we can feel confused, you know, that how how do we know if if our kid is, our child is peer attached? You know, they have friends and such. Well, they can have an attachment to a peer. Our children have friends that they enjoy, particularly in the teen years, their friendships are very important to them. Peer attachment is not a problem. The problem is peer orientation. Peer orientation, it's this particular dynamic where your child turns toward peers while he simultaneously withdraws from you. So he's withdrawing from the relationship with you to pursue the peers. And um, you know he, he turns away from you. He, he feels like you're a problem and he looks for um, answers in his peers. So if your child has a best friend, don't worry about it. If this child, this friend is a great source of fun and adventure, it is not something you should be concerned about. The problem occurs if the friend becomes your child's go-to person when he has some big question about life or when he's having a crisis, if he turns to the peer. And particularly if your child shuts you out or rejects you in order to show loyalty to the friend. Okay, so that's the difference between peer orientation and peer attachment. Peer attachment is is, is okay. Kids can also, um, you know, have, have object attachment. So some children are so defended in their relationships, they really don't trust anybody. So they withdraw attachments from humans altogether. They basically lose hope. And they transfer their attachments to pets or even inanimate objects right so they become attached to um you know their phones or gaming to social media they may even develop mild addictions to these things because they're numbing themselves out with these things so they're not only getting their emotional needs met they're they're numbing their emotions out and they can have um mild obsessions about them and become very reactive if you try to remove the objects or the games from from them. Okay, so these substitute attachments, these transferred attachments are a problem because they mess with the maturation process. Just about everybody gets bigger, but not everybody matures. And that is the problem with displaced or transferred attachment: is that it it um, it it messes with this maturation process for kids. Attachment to parents and other adult caregivers creates a womb of maturation, right? So when they're securely attached to their grown-ups, it frees them to just relax and play. And in play is where. Our kids experiment. They explore. They discover the world. It helps them make sense of the world and make sense of themselves. That's t- true for little children and teenagers. And when our children are securely attached to us, it also allows them to wonder. It it frees them to um, per- particularly older children. Just think about all of the drama of figuring out who they are, where they're going, you know, how they get to where they should go, all of the lessons about boundaries and safety, all those things it it happens within the safety of secure attachments to warm caring adults. Okay, and secure attachment also gives our kids a sense of um, like a place to turn when they're when they feel troubled. and so that we're able to guide them to maturity. So when our children are attached to us, they feel a secure base in the relationship with us. And this gives them the freedom to burst forth and chart their course in life. It frees them to ask big questions about, The nature of the world and reality. It gives them space to nurture their relationship with God because they're not desperately um, searching to get their emotional needs met. But when those attachments are missing, they are unreliable or they are too dangerous. Kids have a survival instinct and transfer attachment is part of that. So their ability to transfer their attachment is really a coping mechanism. In in short-term situations or in crises, the transferred attachments are probably not going to create long-term problems for our kids. But when the behaviors and the orientations and the uh, relationship problems they kind of persevere, and so the kids continue to turn toward peers or objects, and this sort of orientation becomes fixed in their personalities, then we have a problem. When kids lack a secure attachment to their adults, they become preoccupied with pursuing their attachment figures or they numb themselves out with their substitute attachments and they are not at rest. They lack the ability to truly play And the maturation process cannot happen. So, their development will be either arrested or delayed. Right? And many of us um, have not fully grown up because our development was arrested. We still don't feel safe in our relationships. And I want to push on this and go a little bit deeper. Remember that human beings are created with deep desires that only God can fulfill. It is just how we're wired, but because of our fallen human natures, we may live at a very superficial level um, with our desires. We may we, we may um, become stuck in trying to fulfill our need for happiness in, you know, um, you know, food or superficial things like. Um, you know, um, admiration from others, things that are, are unsustainable. And these things never give us deep um, happiness and satisfaction. They're very short-lived. So we may, you know, become enslaved to, enslaved to kind of things that, that fade away, like food or toys or accumulating things or whatever, just like our kids do, so we can become stuck. And, you know, most of us at some point, we, we will recognize, like in our growth as adults, we recognize that our longings for belonging and connection, um, you know, it's kind of preparing our hearts for a cr- closer relationship with God. But when we are incapable of vulnerability in our relationships, um, our spiritual growth is really hampered. Many of us are stuck in our spiritual lives because we're addicted to success, to our our toys, our whatever, motorcycles, our jewelry, whatever. We're, we're um, addicted to having our house be perfect, to accumulating objects, right? Guess what? These are substitute attachments. We're, we're transferring our attachments to these, these objects, and we may be so superficially attached in our relationships that we never feel a deep sense of satisfaction and we never feel at peace and we never turn toward God so tr- transferred attachments hamper all maturity all maturing including spiritual maturing so remember um this for your child so when we worry about our children's maturing we're not only thinking about how they're going to develop socially and become a good friend and be able to, you know, manage on their own in the world. We also think about their spiritual development and will they feel safe with God and our children's feelings of safety and belonging in their relationship with us. It sets them up for their relationship with God later. Okay, so remember that you are your child's best bet. To arrive at the threshold of mature adulthood, and you are your child's best bet to make it to the bridge of discipleship. Your child eventually has the has to make the choice to embrace adulthood. Some kids resist growing up, and he or she has to embrace God as his or her ultimate attachment figure. But God has wired our kids with a desire and a need to be led by us toward maturity. All right, my friends, that is it for today. I want to invite you to visit me, kimcameronsmith.com and intentionalcatholicparenting.com. You can find show notes for this podcast there. Um, please sign up for my newsletter, The Anchor and Maze, a great newsletter. It is a one to three minute read, little micro lessons for parents on protecting their children's hearts as you navigate the maze of parenting with them. Okay, so pray for me as I will for you. God bless you. Have a great day.